Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you all for coming. Yeah! Yeah! Woo! That's what I'm talking about! All right, we're thrilled to be here again with Fred Gillen Jr., and Catherine Miles.
place in beds. Disaster is calling me, my answer is nagging me. I'm spiraling straight towards destruction. Like a plane shot down, like a plane shot down, like a plane shot down. In a Fred Gillen Jr., Catherine Miles. Fred's been on the show a couple times. This is the third time, I think. This is, this is great. You've been the first time with your friend Matt Turk. Yep, Gillen, Gillen and Turk. And Turk. Yep. And last time you were here with Catherine as well. Yeah. So th- yeah. welcome back. Thanks for having me again. Oh, man, anytime. anytime. It's, it's just amazing that you drive all the way from New York just, just to do to our show. show. On, a tu- on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. On a Tuesday, I know. <laughs> on a Tuesday, I've got to say it's really not the best routing, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to my manager about that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine my surprise when I woke up in the trunk. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I guess so. A little food line, a couple air holes. But you've seen enough mystery shows, I mean, right, that you know how to you listen for the... To know how to unscrew f- the lights from the inside to yeah. scream for help? Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's scary. Where do they get the oh screwdrivers from on the mystery ah, show? That's good what point. I want. Well, hopefully that's where they keep the, the tool kit, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, projecting. You know what's cool about a, a duo, and you guys find this, because, Fred, you play with Hope Machine. Yeah, yeah. Big, big band. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, guys are, you guys are based in uh, just north of... The city, New York yeah, City, right? Peekskill, New York, where uh, Pee Wee Herman is from. And uh, oh. Pee Wee, we we're, we're actually really proud of Pee Wee. Uh, the Yellow Brick Road is in Peekskill, the real Yellow Brick Road that the Yellow Brick Road in the book is, and movie is based on. I did not know that. And we also had the Peekskill riots there, so we wouldn't have had right. uh, McCarthy and the whole anti-communist uh, witch hunt if it, wasn't, if it hadn't kind of started partially in Peekskill. Right. Is that an annual event now? That they well, you no. know. <laughs> no comment, just in no, case anybody's listening yeah. back home. <clears throat> Sorry about I, that. I just remember Pee Wee Herman from that great role he played in a movie um, where these people had kind of odd superpowers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember. You remember what yeah. superpower he had? Yeah. 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 Okay. Can't really say it. But <laughs> say it no more. But I share that with Pee Wee. <laughs> But a duo has so much power in a different way, doesn't it? I mean, it's like you can go from a whisper to a roar and the, and the, and the power of like two yeah. vocals like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, and uh, I, I play a lot at, at home with a, drum, a great drummer named Eric Puente. And, um, and we played, and it's drumming guitar with no bass. Yeah. And sometimes Kath is singing harmony, you know, it's there, sometimes she's not. But uh, so, so just... Having a lot of space is uh, is something that I'm I'm really a bass player in real life, and uh, so it's it's cool, you know. Yeah. So this so, is kind of so like the, a magical mystery tour for you. Totally, to and play and guitar. and playing without a bass player, you know, <laughs> has given me a lot of humility as a bass player now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, that, that's I mean, and I, 
I almost hate to do this because I know it's, it's not, maybe not cool to say, it reminds you can remind that song reminded me of so and so. But uh, we had uh, Pat McDonald and Melanie Jane oh, be, oh. on, and that that song in particular reminded me a lot that that kind you of know, power and like simmering. I will, I'll I'll be honest with you. Uh, I I uh, I did a show with Pat in Chicago probably in around '99, yeah. and um, and I went home and I tuned my couple of guitars to Double Drop D yeah. and Dad Gad. And I wrote about a dozen songs in those tunings because of Pat. I mean, Pat just... Mm-hmm. And there was this songwriter, um, um, her name's going to go away now. Um, <laughs> it'll come back. Kathy Bratton. I had never met her, but I was sitting next to her, and she just turned to me and said, he's totally blowing your mind, isn't he? <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, well, it was very cool. It was a great show, and... Uh, Pat. Yeah. Hey, um, what tuning are you in flattered. right now? There, I'm still in uh, in the okay. double drop D. I um, love that yeah. tuning. Yeah, you I could do just too. play that chord all night. I just yeah, go, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, could it's, it's kind of creepy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You folks in Radioland can't see the faces we're making, but the, the angst on our faces is. It's a. <laughs> Kind of a slurpy, yes! creepy thing, but yeah. The constipated faces that they're making. Yeah! <laughs> what? Yeah. Anything? I just no, popped just... something, man. I don't know what. <laughs> Hopefully sure what it, was it was just a rivet. But yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I got another song that's, that's in, uh, in that tuning, which would probably, probably be good, now that we know each other a little better. Uh, <laughs> this is a song I wrote. I went out to... Uh, South Dakota, and I spent some time with the Lakota people, and uh, they were extremely awesome and gracious about, uh, you know, sharing their their religion with me, even though it was illegal for them to practice it in this country for like a hundred years. So, uh, so this is this is from that. It just seemed like the right moment, you know. <laughs> And you all can sing along if you want. The, the chorus is just Black Hills.
felt the force of thousands of brave souls Martyrs with no statues to them Anonymous this hill they hold Biding their time in silence Until their drums again will roll lost the quest for gold cannot outweigh the quest for truth without a cost protect us oh great spirit help us see the shining star Some Mary. Is that is that a new tune? That's a Hope Machine song. That's a song okay. I, I uh, was on the first Hope Machine record. And you got a uh, there's a new CD out since yep. we saw you last live in the heartland of America. Yeah, which uh, is one show, and uh, it was probably I think it was the Saturday after we were here last time. Uh, it was in uh, Muncie, Indiana. Was recorded at a house concert, which is in and of itself a really cool thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it was about thirty people, and we played uh, uh, unplugged, no amplification. And um, the host of the house concert kind of just got this recording rig set up, and he said, "Can I record it?" And I thought, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> sure, you can if you want, but uh-huh. it's gonna suck, you know. If it's if the concert sound, <laughs> if it's great." The sa- it's it's going to sound sucky. And if it sounds great, we're going to play sucky. 
<laughs> and we got it, and you know, he, and we just dropped it into my laptop before I left. And then I called him. I said, "Can I mix this? You mind if I mix it? Because then I can just do it here and there." Yeah. He said, "Yeah, you know, just let's yeah use it." So. Cool. Was, uh, yeah, it was the easiest record I ever made. <laughs> that has to be hard too, though, because you have a studio, your studio, yeah. Woody's house. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so having somebody else, since you, you're knowledgeable about this, yeah, probably um, a little skeptical sometimes, right? Yeah, and I have to say that uh, the thing about that is, you know, it doesn't matter how experienced you are, you always learn from every yeah. situation, and. Uh, you know, one of the things that Bryce, the guy that recorded it, did was he did everything that the books would tell you is wrong. Uh-huh. He put these little small diaphragm mics up in front of our faces and the large diaphragm mics down closer to the instruments and, you know, all the stuff in the books they'd say, you never, never do that. You, and know? you were good. You didn't say and, uh, anything. You let him do his thing and feel cool. No, about yeah. It. Of course. I just said, yeah, just do your thing. And I was like, hmm, that's a kind of a cool way to do it. And, yeah. and people were singing along a lot, and he had some good overhead audience mics. So it all came out. I, I got it back. And, you know, to be honest, even though I, I am a bit of a, like these, guy, uh, these guys I met in Wisconsin uh, today, um, the Angry Fix, were saying yeah. that they're, they're music junkies, you know, and I'm a music junkie. So, but um, I think the one place in my life I cannot be a control freak is with music because... When I do, it sucks, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And also, you get people in a room doing whatever it is they do, whether it's engineering or playing an instrument, and they're usually gonna have a better idea. I, I find they have yeah. a better idea of what to do if they're the right kind of people that are sensitive yeah. to stuff, you know, so. And like, it's also really hard being in charge of everything. Yeah, That's Who like a that? nightmare. Yeah. You can't really. Yeah do your thing as well right. when you're yeah. in charge of everything. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not into that with music, you know, even though right. I'm a singer-songwriter. I love to, you know, like what we just did, playing the song without ever hearing it. Yeah. That's, I love that, you know. So to see what, how you guys are going to reinvent it, you know. So, so it's, it's a, but, uh, but I. Hearing something for the first time occurs differently. It's like, I think it was Elvis or somebody that said something, I think Elvis did, it's like it's either the first take or the fiftieth take. Sometimes, sometimes when yeah. you know in a studio recording, yeah. the right. first thing has got the it's got the yeah. thing, yeah. something that you can't recreate until right. you've played it, and you're sick of it, and you forget how sick right. of it you are. Yeah, and, and then you have to roll like, back around to it. Right, you, know, you go through a process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, Steve that I play with in Hope Machine, I, I recorded his last solo record and. Uh, you know, in the beginning, we'd do a, do a take, and then you'd say, well, well, you know, that was great, but we got to do, like, a safety take in case we want to do a little edit. And we got to about the fourth song we were cutting, and he's like, he's from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Fred, do you really think there's any point of doing another take? Because the second, third, fourth, fifth takes were so horrendous. It was like, eh, this first take. We don't get it. <laughs> we ain't going to get it. <laughs> song ain't going on the record. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's you know. a realistic way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's either a lot of pressure or absolutely no pressure yeah, whatsoever, exactly. <laughs> depending yeah. how you look at it. Well, I think it's if you accept that about yourself yeah. and, and just make that your, your school of thought. Right. You know? Sort of. So yeah. it's just hard. We're here with uh, Fred Gillen Jr. and Catherine Miles. We'll talk to Catherine just a little bit here. You're listening to Mad Toast Live. 
Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this is, uh, it's been some hard times, you know, around these parts all over the country. And uh, this is a song about where we're trying to pitch our tents.
Thank you. <laughs> this is so fun. Can we stuff them in the trunk too? <laughs> in the trunk? Where I stay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if our cats would like it very much. Well, Catherine, you're in the band called the Yaya's. I am. What, what's that band like? <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, my, it's my husband, actually, and a friend of ours we've known for like 20 years or so. It's, uh, it's, so it's a trio. It's a guitar, piano, vocal trio. Contemporary folk. Okay. Do you guys play around a lat area a lot in, in New York, or do you guys do you guys tour too? We do, we tour too. Yeah, yeah. we'll actually be out here next year. So. Oh. Check it out. The yeah. But I get a chance to uh, to tour with Fred and do different sort of material because right. his stuff is a lot more socially uh, conscious than ours. I think ours okay. deals with um, lots of different types of relationships, not yeah. just you know like love stuff, but pe- interpersonal relationships right. uh, and. So uh, getting to sing with Fred, I get to uh, do a, a totally different type of, of material with a different message. Well, you guys well, in a way, some, some ways the same message. Didn't you guys just do an album, though, of Fred's material? No, no. no. Well, we did an I'm, album, but yeah. we, did, we covered two of Fred's songs okay, on the yeah. album because it fit with the right. theme that, that, that seemed to kind of happen. So. We'll do one of those, then. Because I had... One of those songs was, uh, I had written this song in 1995, and Catherine got the idea that it could be a duet, and she made it happen, and, uh, and that's on the, their, their record. Uh, so, so why don't we do that one? Yeah. I gave a tape of this song to June Carter Cash in about 1997 or something, and uh, when Johnny Cash was on VH1 Storytellers with Willie Nelson, I, I get it oh my I gave a tape to June. Cool. I, I was young. <laughs> What'd she say? At first she went, <laughs> I'm putting my hands behind my back if you're listening on the radio. Then I said, uh, this is a song I think you and John will like. It's about truth. And then she said, oh. And so oh. I kind of took her, you know, yeah. opened right up uh, and put the, she had a big pocketbook, like the kind of pocketbook when you're on the road. You know, she had all kinds of crap in there. She put it in there. I thought, oh, <laughs> maybe in five years she'll find it when she gets a new what's this? when her bag rips. You know, but uh, we had a really beautiful conversation, primarily about uh, fishing, because um, you know she knew the Hudson Valley where I come from, so she was asking me about the fishing up in the Hudson, and uh, and about the eagles. Yeah. We have we have bald, a lot of bald eagles there, and then uh, she told me all about uh, catching. I think uh, I think lake trout down in uh, Old Hickory Lake in yeah. Hendersonville, where they lived here in the U.S. And then she told me about deep sea fishing in Jamaica, where they lived part of the year. This is amazing. <laughs> That's the last conversation I can imagine having yeah. with June Carter. <laughs> but it was just you know it was just sort of like this really nice human being kind of moment, you know. Yeah, it was really great. And I went to shake her hand, and she was having none of it. She gave me a big hug and oh, squeezed me yeah. really tight. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, yeah. 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 What's going on here? Something weird. Hang on. Something weird. Sorry about that. It's a telecaster. Fred's got a telecaster. You ain't never had a telecaster on this show before, my friend. I never have. No. I love it. 
And you can't see it if you're on the radio, but you guys can see it. I, uh, I only stickered it up a little. <laughs> One of the stickers is this roller girl that we know from Utica who always bakes me stuff when I play in Utica. Uh, and the other sticker is like a Hello Kitty, but it has little horns and it says Hello Satan. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's very red. sweet. My mom would have words with you. Well, I like to keep them front and center. I can keep keep my eye on them, you know? There you go. Yeah.
We could jump off this train somewhere and finally be free. The sun in the sky and you and I fly into the sunset like a Hollywood movie. Do I remind you? Thanks. Wow. Beautiful. That's beautiful. That's on, uh, that's on the Yaya as their second CD. It's a Fred Gillen tune. Fred Gillen yeah. Jr. Uh, Paper Boats is the name of the Yaya's CD yeah. that that's on. It's their second CD. Fred, how many, how many discs do you have at now? There's it's, a, it's a lot. There's eight. I think there's eight uh, full-length Fred Gillen Jr. records. And the Gillen and Turk record yep. as a CD is out of print, but it's online. Right. Um, we sold out of it, and uh, and Hope Machine has two, so yeah. it's sort of forward from becoming a song, singer songwriter primarily, not a bass player. That's my my deal. And then I had a couple of EPs too, and yeah. one of those is out of print, and one of them I have two out of the last three here with me tonight. So, what what is what album is that on? Of, of mine, yours, of yours. Yeah, that's on one called Gone 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 that I did in. Um, I don't know, 2004 yeah. maybe, something like that. So how often do you record a new album? Well, um, I mean, I got 15 songs in the can now for the next one. <laughs> I don't think it's a whole album yet. I think I need, need three or four more songs and then I can whittle it down. Right. Um, so, I mean, if I, have, if I can find any money in the spring, I'll put it out because it'll be two years after the last studio one yeah. and, the, and a year after the live one. Yeah. But I don't really, I don't have a label, I don't have anybody setting deadlines. So it's more just when I write songs or, I have, you know, it's, it's very, I try to have some kind of, you know, focus and organization about it, but it's just, you know. Yeah. yeah. I still got a few of that last one left that I'd like love to sell to people, and so <laughs> you know, CD Baby though that's that's where a good place to yeah CD it. Baby or my website uh, FredGillenJr.com G I L L E N J R yeah I like some of these new uh, programs too like Kickstart and, and ways yeah, yeah, that independent people can uh, independent songwriters independent bands. Uh, not related to a label can uh, yeah. get funds yeah. for doing these things. What's helped me at home is to just have like a pre-order, you know, back right. in in the in my region, and a lot of people will. And to put it out there as the pre-order is, yeah, it's so you can get the record quicker. But it's mainly so that I can make the record. Like you're you're yeah. you're supporting me by ordering, you know, one or five copies or whatever in advance. Yeah, you know, because it's let's face it, you know, I mean. It's not, you know, I'm not selling a, a razor that you, ha you have to use, you know, it's, <laughs> it's totally optional. <laughs> Nobody has to buy my records or they're not going to die, you know. Yeah. 
What if that were true, though? That you had to buy records or you'd die? Well, I mean, you know, it's true for me. Could it's we arrange that somehow? That would be awesome. Wow. I recommend that lifestyle. That's my lifestyle as a consumer. Then <laughs> buy my album or die. Yeah. <laughs> that leads right into this next song. It's called, it's called "Buy My Album or Die." <laughs> Fred Gillen Jr. and Catherine Miles. Have you seen Pete Seeger lately, or? Um, What's he up to? I saw him in the summer last. Okay, yeah. And uh, he's he's okay. He's yeah. he's starting to he's starting to look more ninety. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but he's okay. He's basically okay. Um, Does he still go out with his banjo on the side of the road with a sign? He still goes out on Saturday mornings sometimes. Yeah, yeah. oftentimes on the corner of uh, these two roads. Uh, 9 and 9D in Wappingers Falls, New York, near, uh-huh. near where he lives in Beacon. And no fanfare, no reporters. He just goes out there with a sign against the wars. Yeah. And that's it. Man. Do people honk? Do people, do you, how many people do you think well, know that it's Pete Seeger? There's a lot of, I mean, and some people do. He, it's in the sprawl, okay? And he okay. lives in a little village, Beacon. Um, so there's, there's a counter protest across the street. Now and this has been going on for a long time. So there's people that say, you know, usually the honks are. I think somebody usually has a sign that says "honk for peace," so people uh-huh. will, will honk. But but you know, no, that's he just. Yeah. I can just imagine him sitting at the table with his wife Toshi one day saying, "Darn it, Toshi, I need to do something." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pete, why don't you go stand on the side of the road? You know? Yeah, Pete, you haven't done enough yet, you know. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly, you know. You, you should get active <laughs> so, for kind of So there's hot. the opposition on the other side of the road where they like, war! Yay, well, war! <laughs> I, you know, it's complicated, you know. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't exactly get it either. But I would think, I wonder, though, with a guy like, uh, uh, such an icon like Pete Seeger, that he must strike fear, though, still in in a group across the street going, well, you know what? That's Pete Seeger. I mean, I may not believe what yeah. he believes, but that's, that's Pete Seeger, for crying out loud. And he's been doing this. He's been one of the loudest yeah. voices for decades. Well, the thing I would say is, um, to address that sort of was, I had Pete at my studio. Yeah. And my dad, who's really conservative, right, like right-wing Christian conservative. Um, the studio's in a barn on my parents' property. So he was gonna. He came back to meet Pete. He came kind of striding back, and I thought, "What the heck? Oh my God! What is he gonna say?" Yeah. And um, he came in. He went up to him, and he said, "You know, hi, Pete. My name is Fred. This is my property, and uh, I just wanted to shake your hand because I really admire the work that you've done." Wow. And I think that's the thing about it is everything he's done. He's done with such integrity that mm-hmm. it's really hard to even, if you disagree with him. And this is why he's such a huge example to me. Because if you disagree with him, you can disagree with him, but you can never really point at him and say, you know, you know it's like yeah. hard to, it's, <laughs> it's like, I disagree with him, but darn it, he's got integrity, man, yeah. you know, and he's fought for what he believes in. Right. And I think whatever side of the political spectrum you're on, it's really hard to, for me, it's really hard to not respect that. I respect that mm-hmm. in people I disagree with, too, you know. So, you know, like, like Ron yeah. Paul, for example. Like, yeah. That's a guy I respect a lot, and I disagree yeah. with a lot of what he says, you know, so. 
Well put. I agree with a lot of it too. Yeah. But yeah. So. Well, that, we, that actually, we actually have time for a couple more. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah, that, that little conversation just gave me a song, so uh, I, I should do it. I, I go with the voices in my head as opposed to a set list, because a set list requires sitting down with a paper and thinking that you have some idea of what's going to work, and, you know, I just can't. I can't do that. It is a three This is a true story, it's called Killing Machine. They decorated me ceremoniously. The governor was there and three generals too. Got my medals, I was on TV. But now what am I supposed to do? Cause there is no job for a killing machine. Back here in civilization. Army said they'd train me and give me a skill And then they gave me a gun and sent me to kill And now I'm home, but there is no home For a newly retired killing machine Nobody wants to hear my story now the war is over and they want to forget how can i forget the people i killed and the friends i lost walked into my bar unceremoniously i was a regular here not too long ago and now some i'm a bit of a Celebrity, and to the rest, I'm just a jarhead, a G.I. Joe. Buy a couple rounds, but it ain't the same. I'll never again be one of the guys. So I sit at home and stare at the TV and try to forget what I know I can't. There's no escape.
Thanks, thanks for listening. After that one, I figure we should leave you with a sort of on the surface kind of lighter song. Comedy's very hard to do. It's a lot harder than this kind of stuff. I've been trying to write a funny song for my whole life, but I'm too much of a straight, serious guy. Can't joke about sex because I'm Catholic, and the Catholic sex is serious business. I can't make a racist joke because I grew up in a redneck town, but I overcame and I became progressive. Life is too short to be so serious.
nothing to prove I'm just singing for you Cause that's what I do Chris Wagoner playing the organ violin. <laughs> and Mary Gaines playing the uh, angelic cello. We just Mr. call it a plucking cello sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the plucking cello. Fred Gillen Jr. and Catherine Miles here. Let's hear it again. That's awesome. You can go to uh, Fred Gillen Jr., G I L L E N, fredgillenjr.com. Also look up the Yayas when they're in town here. Catherine's band. Thank you all for coming tonight. Thanks to Mr. Andy Lee Valley from Bear Sound, our technical producer, Mr. Adam Baronic, our audio intern. And thanks to WORT 89.9 Back Porch Radio. And the Brink and Lounge. The Brink Lounge. And thank you all to you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>